welcome to fourth dram and goal tonight we're going to try to keep it short and sweet starting on the fourth dram um for many reasons for one texans fucking suck so i drank a lot today it just so happened to be that time of the year that sam adams oktoberfest has also come out so that was a quick six pack to finish and of course anytime you get whiskey and you get some ideas so my friend dick here has decided he wanted to talk about a topic tonight and i was more than happy to oblige dick lay it on me all right so we'll talk about our quick hitters of sweet golden brown unicorns these uh the rules of the segment are going to be that we've never had it either a bottle or a pour why we want to have it and then how much would we expect to pay for that either bottle or pour so kurt i'm going to kick it to you first okay well <laughs> so here's the fun thing that i uh told dick don't tell me what tonight's topic was. So good to know now, you fucking nerd. Um, all right, let me think here. Ones that we haven't had, right? Because I could list you the unicorns I've seen out in the wild. But did you buy it? Uh, I have bought. Well, we've talked about this. I've talked about my um, George T. Stag that I've got my hands on. I've had. Oh, I did have um, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof when I first got into the game. Have not seen it since. Mm, I've had glasses at uh, restaurants that I would definitely call unicorns. But if I had to talk about ones that I would want from a never had before list, let's go with Eagle Rare 17 to start. Okay. I'll start with that just because it's part of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. I've had George T. Stagg. I have had um, Thomas Handy, Zazrak, both very, very good. So, I mean, naturally, you would just want to continue the trend and try to get the whole collection. So I would definitely try to get my hands on Eagle Rare 17. Now, continue your nerdy rules again because I can't remember them. So how much would you expect to pay for it? Okay. Uh, other than convincing you to buy me a drink at the bar when you're completely shit-faced? Well, there's never anything good wrong, wrong with a good Andy, so. Ooh. Well. Okay, so I, I'll compare it to when I bought George T. Stag. I paid $100. I would have paid 150 for it. So I would pay 125 for Eagle Rare 17 to give it a try. Um, for a glass, I would easily pay $35, $40 just to give it a try. Um, so, yeah, that I'll start off with that bottle right there. All right. I think it's a uh, excellent choice. So my first one's going to be, this is one that I've been trying to get my hands on. I called into uh, Whiskey Cake here in San Antonio and was able to identify that they do actually have it in stock, but Weller Foolproof. Now, what blew me out of the water was the price they were asking for. So they were looking for $40 for a pour, and that was just insane to me. The MSRP on that bottle is $50. Bucks. Um, I would pay $100 for that bottle, but that's really just because I'm a big Weller fanboy. I'm a big weeder bitch. So at the end of the day... Weeder bitch. Yeah. All right. Weeder That's bitch. a new one. I'm going to put that one in there. 
Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd pay um, $100 to try it. I've heard the foolproof out of the new release line is the best out of it. Flavors and proof all in and considered the single barrel isn't quite there because really the single bar- barrel should be essentially a store select or a store pick of uh, Weller Green Reserve or Special Reserve rather. So what's your second? Okay, so yeah, so th- there's been... I've I've told you the luck I've had on this, you know, unicorn hunting season, as you call it. And, you know, I've struck out on birthday bourbon, which is another one that I've had in the past that is just delicious. Um, but I, I'm going to think of the ones that I've been seeing on the, you know, whiskey blogs and everyone posting about them. I'll go with the Magnus cigar blend. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I've seen people pay up to two hundred dollars for it and they've said that that would be perfectly fine and worth it but then it starts getting tricky because then you start getting into what batch this batch that batch you know a basic batch um you know i'm gonna go ahead and say that i would pay to be safe i would probably pay 150 dollars for it i know i said that about the last bottle i'm thinking 150 is kind of like my safe range you know, if I saw it for 170, 175, probably going to pull my leg here and I'll probably grab it. So, yeah. But like I said, the only reason I'm saying that is because I've seen so many post it, so many people post it. So you're kind of going off of other people's opinions. And if it's good enough for, you know, several of those that are out there in the whiskey field should be good for me. But like we've discussed before, that's not always going to be the case. So you're taking a risk, but I would definitely take that risk with that bottle. So what about you, buddy? What's number two for you? Well, I think you bring up a really interesting topic that we maybe get into, but the the batches or the axe or you know what barrel it was from. That's that's a whole different topic that I think we should talk about at a later point, specifically around how do you know what's a good batch and what's not a good batch. Some of it, so much of it, comes down to the taste, um, and it's all personal preference. But that's, a, right. that's, that's very, very difficult. It's getting super into it. And I think as a rule of thumb, if you see a bottle that we recommend, don't worry about the batch, grab it, and then we'll talk about the batch later. All right, basic batch. Got to be a basic batch. So my second one, speaking of basic batches, is going to get a little deeper into a, a deep rabbit hole that I can get. <clears throat> Getting there nice and deep black. <clears throat> oh, just got to take it over that creepy line. Just leave it at the... <clears throat> anyway, continue. French, French fried mashed potatoes. <laughs> so speaking of basic batches, I'm going to no, go fuck with that. We're not going to throw a Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> reference in there and just continue like that's normal. Uh, it is normal. That's part of my normal link. Uh, link. It mm. is part of my normal lingual patterns. That's not, no, that's, that's not a good thing. All right, go for it. <laughs> so speaking of basic batches, I'm going to talk about Blanton's gold. So you know how my stance on Blanton's, I think there's better whiskeys for the price. You normal Blanton's sell out. Normal Blanton's though is always going to be single barrel. So if someone's ever, Oh, I got a store pick. Well, it's all fucking single barrel. So calm your tits. But with Don't Blanton's you talk gold, shit about store picks, you son of a bitch. Hey, I'm only going to talk shit about store picks when it's already. A single uh, barrel. No, when no, no. Let's go back because I'm pretty sure somebody a couple of weeks ago was like, Man, you are so right about your store picks. I complete. Yes, you are right about your store picks when it's not already a single barrel. 
if it's already a single barrel, all you're really doing is paying for a little stamp on there that was some guy's preference that works at the corporate headquarters or that chain of liquor stores. The nice thing about store picks and any other whiskey is that it guarantees you have a single barrel on a non-typical single barrel whiskey. Got you. Store picks, single barrel, the store picks them, usually delicious. Got it. Fair enough, depending on how much you like the guy. But the cool thing about Blanton's Gold, and for the, those of you who are wondering, like, what's the difference? Like, can I just take a Blanton's bottle and spray paint the top gold and I call Blanton's Gold? No, it's actually a different proof. So it's bottled at a different proof. Instead of being the 93, it's actually a 103. And it was only recently available here in the U.S. this year. Um, typically, it was only exported over to Asia. And you couldn't get it here in the U.S. unless you bought it back. Whole long story. End of the day, though, you really... If you're looking to buy this at MSRP, you're talking about 120 bucks. You're not going to find it. You're not going to see it. You're going to find it on secondary, but I would not be paying more than $150 because I think right now it's such a hot topic, hot commodity. We all want to try it, that people are going to be gouging you on the internet, trying to sell it to you. A typical pour though, I think is really where you're going to get hit your, hit your, uh, your mark should be right about 30 bucks at your local whiskey savant restaurant where they're going to have a good selection. Savant. How do you spell that one? Is that the spelling B word for you? I think it's G-O-F-U-C-K yourself. Okay. Um, so, and you know, this may be silly, but I'm hoping that some of our listeners are growing in their whiskey knowledge. So if you're wondering Blanton's, we've said it a couple of times. And like I said, I'm getting real basic here. Blanton's is the fancy bottle with the nice little horse on top of it that has become such a commodity that you can't find it in the liquor stores anymore, but you will find it at your local restaurant and uh, hopefully be able to enjoy a glass. My buddy, my buddy Dick here um, has a love-hate relationship, as you can hear. Uh, so just kind of giving a, giving a quick little background on it. If you If you're well into the whiskey game you're going to tell me shut the fuck up we know but just covering all our all our topic covering all our bases here um so yeah that's a good solid one you know i'll also throw that my luck has been so shitty in my unicorn hunting this season i've ran into two bottles which you would call possibly rare and i i've literally text texted dick to ask like hey totally wouldn't but just confirm my decision I saw regular Blantons for 120. You remember me texting you that, right? Yep. And I'm sure you remember my answer. Yes. Your answer was, is it gold? And I was all, of course it's not fucking gold. And you were like, then don't fucking buy it. And then, you know, um, the other one I had was E.H. Taylor, just small batch, which is a $45, $50 bottle. Saw it in a store. One hundred and fifteen dollars, so easily passed on that. Even though that's a very delicious bottle, if you can get your hands on it for the MSRP of you know, I would even pay sixty if I saw it. What about you? Uh, so I have a bottle, and I bought two oh, bottles. I bought two bottles, and I paid. Oh, right I have two bottles. Once again, another bottle um, that I didn't give Kurt. I've bought two bottles. I have one right now. It's about halfway done. I'm pretty sure you've had it. The the kicker on that. <laughs> And what Kurt is getting at here is you're going to see those prices at these tiny little mom and pop shops. And they've typically got like color card, like cut out with little bullshit stars. It's like one ninety nine. on this 
don't pull, fall for that shit. Just because they have it doesn't mean that they're going to give you a good deal on it. Where you're going to run to my it's good deals are medium-sized liquor stores in smaller towns. Smaller towns that aren't big cities. Just drive through them on your way to go visit your, your parents. Stop at two or three liquor stores on the way, and you'll probably find yourself a bottle of Eagle Rare, E.H. Taylor, something like that that's just sitting there because they don't know what they have or they really don't give a shit. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. There was a big bright orange sticker cut into a, you know, you know the signs, the yeah. cutouts with the big shapes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess it's my turn. I'm on deck for number three. Yep. Okay. So once again, this is going back to bottles that I have heard, you know, bourbon junkies, you know, whiskey pages, things like that. I'm going to go with the one that you recommended to me about two months ago. And I'm kicking my ass because I ended up seeing it in a store after that. The only thing is, the only reason I passed on it was because it was the small batch. It wasn't the uncut, unfiltered. And that would be the smoke wagon, uncut, unfiltered. So saw it in a store, didn't, you know, didn't know enough about it, should have grabbed it. It was the, I'm sorry, single barrel. It was a single barrel. And I passed on it. And then, of course, within the last couple of weeks, you're seeing it left and right. People are putting it's delicious. People are saying they would spend a good amount on it. I should have grabbed it just to try. But I've I've kept my eye out for the smoke wagon uncut, unfiltered since I've been in the store. You see the labels on the shelf. Of course, there's nothing all behind that label. So that means it was there at one point and I could have grabbed it. I don't know. You may know more about it than me. I'm thinking people are posting $65, $70. I would probably pay $90, $100. But is it an MGP if I'm not mistaken? I think we'll need to do some research on that. I don't believe so. I know they're out of Vegas or Nevada. So it's another one of our our Western states or what do you even call them? Desert states um, putting that product out. But I, I did see like a case at Specs, like right when it was starting to come out and get some attention. And I kicked myself in the ass because it's about 75 bucks and I didn't get by it. And to be honest with you, that's the only reason that I sucked it up and bought that Sam Houston 14 when I saw it sitting there for 98 bucks. Cause I knew I had that that smoke wagon in the back of my head, like, you little bitch, you should have bought it. You little bitch, you should have bought it. Don't worry about what the wife says when you go home. Just buy it because you're not going to have that chance again and kick myself in the ass every time. But it's a good lesson learned for me. Yep, you'll learn. Um, I'm looking. I'm doing my research right now. Um, well, you do your research, and I'll, I'll talk about my third one here, and we'll double back. Mashbill MGP. I totally cut you off like an asshole, but I mean, I have it right here so in good. front of me. Go for it. Uh, Mashbill MGP 30 per- 36% rye Mashbill. So it looks like we're using some stuff from MGP, which I mean, that's like, not surprising. It's not a bad thing. And it's a pretty yeah. sweet looking bottle. No, I mean, you speak about like MGP. I'm drinking this. Um, George Remus single barrel right here. And it is distilled by George Remus distilling co and Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And I'm pretty sure that is an MG pro- MGP product. Yeah. So not to cut you off again, before you tell us number three on your list, but that's probably the best luck I've had this 
whiskey season is I was able to get the Remus Special Reserve Batch 3, which, you know, I think I texted you enough about it. Delicious bourbon candy, sweet, uh, good stuff, MGP. But like I told you, if I wasn't looking for so many other bottles right now and wanting to just try so many out there, I would definitely go back and get another one of those. It was 80 bucks, well worth it. I would pay, you know, easily 90 100 if you see it out there batch three i haven't had batch four i heard that one's pretty good but um yeah i almost picked up a batch four because of your recommendation um last weekend at specs but ended up passing on it now i'll kind of segue here into my third pick and mine's third pick is going to be the most bougie pick out of anything we talked about today bougie 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 bourbon um this pick is actually going to be the, it's a, I guess you'd call it a BTAC, right? It's a Buffalo Trace product, but it's not typical to their antique collection, but it's double Eagle, very rare. And the beautiful thing about this bottle is it's a 20 year bourbon. It's an amazing bottle. So you get this beautiful glass bottle and you get this oh, yeah, glass yeah. Eagle on top of it. And there's a glass Eagle blown into the bottom of, bottom of the bottle. I've seen that bottle, an empty bottle, going on sale like on eBay and stuff like that for like three, four hundred dollars just for the bottle. Just for the bottle. So you're setting yourself up for a pretty good price there, then. Yeah. So I've yes, I've seen it in the wild one time. It was pre-COVID. It was in nineteen nineteen here in San Antonio. Like they had just came out and walked up to the bar. My wife and I were hanging out, having some drinks, and I said, "Hey, do you guys happen to have it?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's right over there." And they pointed to it. And I was like how much is that? And so they're like, well, it's not on the menu. It wasn't at the time. It was $500 a pour. And I, I was, I was blown away, blown away. But when you look at this thing, retail, the recommended price is $2,000 for the bottle. So think about what that is on the secondary market. If you can find it, it is rough, but you know, kind of tie back to, you know, if you can find it, right. Yeah. So I was at Specs two weekends ago and they had a very, very limited release of Kentucky Owl and it was for $1,800, but they had it in stock in the back. They just could not find someone to buy it. What Kentucky Owl are we talking? So if I'm not mistaken, it was their Kentucky Owl um, dry state ultra rare bourbon, but it's non-age stated. And what I've read is there's only about 2,000 bottles distributed. So super rare but once again you go to non-age state and that age doesn't have everything to do whether it's a good whiskey or not but if it's non-age stated it means that only guarantees you that it's a four to six year old bourbon it's probably a mixture yeah and you'll see kentucky out like on the shelf and i've actually i bit the bullet last year and i bought their rye and i was not disappointed it was very delicious i just at 200 dollars bottle and then when you see it that often in the shelf it's just one of those like oh I can it's always, always there yeah. yeah um speaking of 1919 man and we have no affiliation with them whatsoever that just happens to be one of the best places that me and dick here have been able to like hang out and like try and especially since that's uh homer for my buddy dick uh they're opening back up this uh monday after covid so that's a cool thing that would be cool and that's a tight little spot though yeah i i, I wish and i'm gonna have to look into it but i would love for them to do to go orders <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I mean, I wouldn't get food, but whatever. <clears throat> if they sell me a hot dog, I'll buy a bunch of bourbon. Fine. It's fine. All right, man. Well, that was a good little 
short segment. Um, we haven't talked sports and we haven't talked what was in our glasses tonight, so we may as well end this shit on that. Uh, what was in your glass tonight, man? Um, so I was drinking that George Remus. Um, it's a different bottle than the Remus you found, but same right. group, right? So when I bought this, I think it was 68 bucks. I found it at Specs. It's a single barrel, 123 proof. So nice spice kick to it. Really punchy, but just kind of they got that traditional bourbon warmth, bourbon burn. Um, I would actually recommend it even for the price point. I think this is a hitter that 45 to 80, if you can find it. 65 was a good spot for it, but I would pay probably upwards 80 for it. Nice. How about you? Um, I'm finishing off that Maker's Mark 101. Um, Yeah. And I was able to finally make a fair comparison between uh, the Maker's Mark 101 and Maker's Mark Cast Strength. Did you go blind? No, I did not go blind because I just didn't see the point in it. For one, I've killed probably about 10 Cast Strength bottles in my time. And you mean you're going to tell the difference between a 110 and a 101? Yeah. Um, you think? You think? Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I've got to go cast strength. 101 was delicious. They're both classic Maker Marks taste, but 101 just, ha- I mean, I'm sorry, uh, cast strength just has that heat, has that, you know, when it gets to a certain heat, it has that syrupy taste and feeling. And that's what that has that I just love. Uh, but yeah, 101 was great for the price. That's another one of those that I've seen online, you know, 50, 60. I was fortunate enough to grab it for like 37, which was cheaper than cast strength, but I'll pay the extra $3 for cast strength. I, I enjoy it that much more. Um, what about sports, man? Anything big on the TV today? There's a lot on the TV today. And I think we'll probably talk about that a bit more in our, our next podcast episode. Yeah, I'm watching I'm watching the Sunday night football game right now. Yeah, someone's getting carted off. I didn't see who it was. No, no I didn't either. Um Kyler Murray though, they're kind of hanging with them. There's been a couple turnovers that have uh, helped out the Cardinals. I think they scored off of it earlier, but yeah, lots of sports we can get into tomorrow night. For sure. Do you want to give them a little uh, little hint of what our next or tomorrow night's uh, agenda is going to be? Oh, absolutely. We're going to talk the return of the Big Ten. We're going to talk the upset, of course, that everyone's talking about that final play. Did he get to the goal line? Did he not? Uh, we're going to talk NFL updates. And we're actually going to do a pretty cool segment for our hockey fans who currently might just be me right now, but a little original six background and tie that into a little taste testing that we're going to do. Um, hope you enjoy it. Hope you join us and uh, drink on. To the next snap and to the next dram. Drink on, my friends.